All right, Dr. Aaron Werner here, and welcome to Independent Insights, where we share conversations on topics relevant to running efficient and profitable independent private practices, of course, while providing the best care for our patients. A big thanks to Vision Source for supporting these podcasts, and it's their mission to enable independent optometrists to achieve their full potential. Really excited about today's discussion with my good friend, Pete Hanlon. Uh, we talk about the new XR series from Verilux and, uh, and what the, the value of the lens is, what it's bringing to, uh, to us so we can help our patients, why we're both so excited. Um, we talk about a new term, near vision behavior or near VB, uh, and our digital twin. So check those out. Well, if you like the conversations, please leave a comment, share with a friend, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We'll see you next time. Pete, I'm super excited to dive into this conversation, um, and uh, and clearly you are not at home. You are down at the uh, the internal launch right now for the new Verilux lens, the new Verilux XR, right? Learning all the, uh, the the great things about it, and I'm excited to hear from you. Uh, but first, who are you? Let's uh, I know you well, but let's uh, <laughs> share with everybody else uh, who you are and 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 why it's a it's a big deal, and I'm so excited to have you on here with me. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm here in New Orleans at the uh, Brand Immersion event, as we're calling it. And uh, my name's Pete Hanlon. Um, I've been with uh, Essilor Exotica for 21 years now, but 13 years prior to that, I managed optometric practices. So I'm basically just an optician that happens to work at Essilor. Um, my official role is to be a liaison between the profession of opticianry and the company. So you know, I do everything I can, and sometimes I help Dr. Parker out with the optometrist as well. Nice. And you're selling yourself short a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I know anybody that knows optics uh, and lens designs as well as you. So, well, I'm, uh, been I'm around a long to, time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, and you've studied it, and you stay on top of it, and you you really have helped me um, know when to the, the right solution should match with the right case and the right person. Uh, which is why I'm excited to to talk to you about uh, the XR. I know when uh, when previous uh, Verilux designs came out, most recently, well, the, the top of the line was the X. Um, you know, I, I called you and leaned on you and said, "Hey, here's how you use it. Here's where your success comes from. Here's what your patients are going to notice," and, and it made us successful with it. Um, so I really want to, uh, if it's okay with you, dive into the uh, the new XR series and uh, and understand um, you know what we're what we're getting. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to play the role of the, uh, the, the independent practitioner and says, well, is this just a, another, another nomenclature, a new name that, uh, that Essilor Exotica is slapping on a lens design so that they can, you know, have a new product or, or are we really looking at some new innovation? Um, actually, I'm right there with you because like I said, I used to be that independent eye care practitioner myself. And I tend to be rather cynical, but I have to say I'm wearing the product right now. I'm the biggest fan of Verilux X-Series in the world, but I have to say this product's actually better. And there's reasons, technically speaking, why it's better. So, uh, Well, let's, uh, let's dive in. So I know it's the X-R-Series. Um, and uh, so let's talk about the, uh, the, the, I hope I'm not saying it wrong, the base XR, right? The, the XR. Mm -hmm. and we can dive into uh, what the other options are within that series. Sure. So um, I think there'll be two products in the U.S. portfolio of Verilux XR. It'll be Verilux XR Design and Verilux XR Track. 
And the interesting thing about the Verilux XR design is that's going to be a lens that if all you want to do is take monocular PDs and monocular fitting heights, and that's all you want to give us, that'll work just fine. But if you have that patient that you can't adjust the frames to fit the way they're supposed to fit, you can also provide the fit measurements with Verilux XR design. In the past, as you may recall, you had to go up to Verilux X fit to be able to give us fit measurements. But in this particular series of lenses, if you want to put the, uh, the fit measurements in there, which we encourage you to do, go right ahead. You can do that on the base design. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The other product okay. is Verilux uh, XR Track. Now, that's going to be a little bit new because there's going to be a measurement involved. So whereas the fit measurements are optional with Verilux XR Design, with Verilux XR track, you need to take a positional measurement called NVB or near vision behavior. Now, I'm not a huge, I'm supposed to say I'm a huge fan of all measurements, but I'm not. Uh, as an optician, you know, I've got my pupilometer, I've got my PD stick and my little flashlight and I'm a marker and, but that's not the way they want to fit lenses are anymore. But I have to say that the near vision behavior makes sense. First of all, it's done with an eye ruler too. Um, which is a device that you can get through Essilor Instruments. It's actually, I've been having, one of the jobs that I do still at Essilor is we have a uh, an optical for our employees in the Creekview headquarters. And I'm ostensibly over that optical. So last year, knowing that we were going to be using the iRuler 2, I told the staff, hey, let's start using iRuler 2 to take all of our measurements just to see if we ran into any hiccups. And sure enough, the first week or so, as with any electronic device, mm-hmm. it takes a little getting used to. For example, where you put the windows in the room, if you have stray reflections, that can throw the instrument off. But amazingly, I have two opticians that are every bit as cynical as I am, and they now do everybody with iRuler 2. It works very well for them. And the near vision behavior measurement, um, what that is, is you're holding, imagine you're holding a tablet, an iPad. And it's got a tracker on it, and you put a clip on the frame. And the clip can both tell you where the frames are looking and what position they're in, and it can also tell where the pupil and the eyes are looking. And it's measuring four different things. It's measuring how high do you tend to hold an iPad. So it knows, you know, where in the progression you're going to be looking at it. How far away are you holding the iPad? Um, How much do you track side to side with your eyes versus your head? And then finally, and this is the one that's really interesting to me, where do you hold the iPad? Because if you're a righty versus a lefty, you actually hold the iPad in a different area. And if we know that, then we can customize where the near position is in the lens to better center it where you naturally hold devices. Um, One of the things that R&D talks about in the development of this new product is your digital twin, which we can talk about a little bit later. But the digital twin, we can't know if you're right or left-handed with your digital twin. But by measuring you, we can tell, do you act like a lefty or a righty when you're using a tablet? And uh, we can get up to 25% greater width of near field simply by putting the near zone where a righty or a lefty likes to hold devices. Interesting. So we we previously, we took the the fit measurements, which were... Mm -hmm. Can I call them static measurements mm-hmm. right, where, where, where things are? Um, but now we're actually tracking behavior. Yes. Very cool. 
So I remember when, as an optician, before I went to optometry school working for, for dad's practice, we used to, new progressive wearers, I told them that they, uh, uh, you know, we had to adapt to the lens. Yep. Right? You had to hold your head a certain way or move your head a certain way, and you couldn't look out the corner. You had to turn your head to look in your review mirror, whatnot, you know, keep good posture while you're reading so you, mm-hmm. you got the, the, the good reading zone. So now we're, we're, it's the exact opposite almost. We're taking the lens and adapting it to, to me. In fact, the uh, you're exactly right because the XR design, so the base version of the design, is created, like I said, off of a digital twin. So the way that works is uh, SLR R&D measures thousands of different wearers with thousands of different prescriptions and thousands of different pupillary distances and everything else. And what they do is they try to create a model to say, can we accurately predict the behavior of a wearer based on their prescription, their ad, their PD, and fitting height and everything else. And they kept creating this database and using artificial intelligence until they came up with, they could bring in a new wearer with a particular prescription. They could predict what that wearer was going to do with a given task. And when the wearer did the task, they actually matched what the digital twin said they were going to do. And that allows them to actually design the lens, not just Verilux XR design, but Verilux XR design for Pete, who happens to be a minus one with half a diopter sill and a two and a quarter ad because I'm really old. So <laughs> that's uh, that's impressive. It, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm the tail end of uh, Gen X, so that, that almost sounds a little scary that they can figure me out that quickly. But it's pretty neat that that they can. And in my simple way of thinking. You know, I log on to Netflix, I don't have to think about what to watch because they know what I like mm-hmm. because they've got the history of what I'm watching. And so they recommend what I'm going to like for the next uh, binge series. And, and they're right. Um, almost every time they're, they're right. And, and it, this sounds very similar, right? They, based upon those data points, they know how I'm going to behave. Well, and another analogy that I like to draw, because I know if I was the, if I was the optician managing a practice and you rolled into my office talking about behavioral artificial intelligence, I'm going to say AI is just a buzzword. But in reality, there's another analogy for it. Um, when I came to New Orleans to this meeting, I had to come from Dallas to New Orleans and I drove. Uh, not a decision I might do again, actually, by the way, but driving here, of course, I went to Google Maps. Google Maps yep. told me exactly the right course to take, and it wasn't actually the shortest course. It took into account the fact that there was construction going on on Route 49, and it took me around some things. But it basically based all that on artificial intelligence because they're taking measurements from thousands of people that are on the road right now in this moment. And they said, what are they experiencing? And let's see if we can predict the best course. In the same way, the digital twin says, your eyes have to move between distance and near based on your prescription, based on the prismatic effects that are going on. What's the best path for your eyes to take and let's design a lens. So it's the same kind of artificial intelligence. It's just based on eye movements instead of car movements. That's interesting. And, uh, and uh, we might be going down a little bit of a rabbit hole right now, but the uh, I'm thinking of, and I'll put myself in this millennial boat, but I, I get in the car, even if I know where I'm going, I put in Google maps because yeah. right? it might take me a different way or, yeah. or whatnot. I've, I've learned to depend on that. And so uh, lots of my, uh, late Gen Zers and, uh, and millennials, uh, we're all 40. 
as much as we hate to mm-hmm. uh, be having a small ad, we're, we have a small ad. Absolutely. And, uh, and I don't want grandpas or even mom and dad's progressives. Nope. I, 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 I like this idea and I, it, it resonates. Right? So I don't think it's another lens where you're selling me. You're, it's, it's, it's a solution that you're, you're offering now. And it, it gets even better in the sense that uh, one of the things that was in the white paper for this product was the progression length may vary from left to right eye. And I was like, okay, hold a minute, <laughs> just yeah. a second. Let's talk about that. So let's think about this. Um, let's say I'm coming to New Orleans from Dallas. I live about 30 miles north of Dallas. Let's say my friend Jeff is coming to Dallas. He lives down inside of Dallas itself. So just like your right, your right eye and your left eye are trying to go to the same place, the reading center, but they're taking slightly different paths because let's say that your left eye has a different prescription than your right eye. That means that you are on that path, you are encountering different levels of prism, different levels of astigmatism. There are different things going on and it actually adapts the progression between the right and the left eye to make sure that both of those paths give you the same vision as you travel down, knowing that one of them may need to actually be just a slight bit shorter than the other one. So interesting. It, so we're really looking at, at preserving that binocularity and the, the uh, I mean, less swim, less, less distortion as I'm trying to get to where I, you know, my mm-hmm. eyes need to go. Yeah. That, oh, that's super interesting. The key thing that drove, so the thing that I actually like about Verilux, it's my favorite of all the brands. So for the Crizal brand manager, I'm sorry, but I love progressives. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Um, but the really cool thing is that Verilux lenses usually come about because R&D identifies a problem they're trying to solve, and then they set about trying to solve it. And the problem in this particular case is they came out with Verilux X-Series, which I thought, okay, you're not going to improve on that. Um, but then the pandemic hit. And all of a sudden, they started saying, hmm, we're spending a lot more time within arm's reach and we're using a lot of near vision. And they started to measure the way people's eyes move. And they just, they determined that they always thought that it was very ladder-like, like you move your eyes up and down to find the right distance. And then you go from left to right because you're reading English. Right. That's not at all the way that the eyes move. Uh, the eyes move. It looks like you gave, if you look at the graph, it looks like you gave a kindergartner two Red Bulls and then gave them a marker and they just, your eyes. And we actually have a demo. So next vision source exchange, I'm sure they will have a demo where it shows you a driving scene and you just watch it and you interact like you're driving a car and you're thinking, you're thinking, I'm not really moving my eyes that much. And then at the end of two minutes, it tells you how many times you moved your eyes. It's insane. All the areas that you're looking, even while you're driving a normal down a normal street. And, um, according to their calculations, the average person makes a hundred thousand eye movements per day and after each and every eye movement your two eyes have to reassume binocular vision and that's what this design is supposed to do is make those hundred thousand eye movements very crisp very quick and effortless that's impressive i i did get a chance to see the demo at the um what at expo east or expo in uh, in beginning of the year uh, expo east as well as at the vision source meeting i'm sure you'll have it at expo west coming up here um, and, and I was skeptic, skeptical. I, I did it because a friend asked me to, and I was, I was quite impressed with my uh, kindergartner on two Red Bulls map of, <laughs> of where, uh, where I was looking. Um, 
but I haven't been as uh, lucky enough yet, yet like you have to try them on. Um, I'm 43, uh, early presbyope. Uh, I'm a minus 75, so it, it, you know, I'm struggling getting used to them. Sometimes up close, it's easier just without anything. But when I'm driving and, and out and around or traveling, I like to have glasses on to see far away. Is this new design going to help our young presbyopes get into the progressive lenses earlier because it's it's more adaptive? Is it going to going to get rid of some of that uh, just the discomfort that an initial adaptability they didn't like trying to to start? I believe it it will. And you've also just set up one of my soapboxes lately because um, if you do the math, the primary computing device that millennials use is this. Whereas for me, it's still a laptop. I use this, but I don't use this for nearly as many tasks as my 28-year-old son does. Um, in fact, he does things like job applications on a smartphone. Now I'm like, you have to do that on a laptop. He's like, no, dad, I can do it on a smartphone. But right here. Yep. they hold these smartphones at 10 to 13 inches. And if you do the math of how quickly you lose the ability to accommodate, you oh. should be having symptoms when you're 37 and 38 years old. And in fact... What In my experience in traveling and flying and bugging people that look to be in their late 30s, I'll ask them, so do you still wear single vision lenses? Then I have to describe what a single vision lens is. And they say, yes. Can you still see your smartphone? Yes, I can. I said, okay. But if you look at TikTok for 20 minutes, which is easy to do, and then you try to look across the room, I don't even have to finish the sentence because what do they tell me? It's blurry for a couple. Guess what that's a symptom of? presbyopia. How do your eyes feel at the end of the day? Kind of scratchy and irritated. It's probably from my cell phone. I don't know. So imagine if you run, if you ask that question during pre-exam and the patient says, yeah, I get blurry a little bit at distance after I do near tasks. Imagine if the tech wrote intermittent distance blur after near, and then imagine as an optometrist at the end of your refraction, you say, Hey, I'm going to open both eyes up to make sure you have good binocular vision. Now, Pull down a reading card, put it at 13 inches and say, can you see that through your near distance prescription? Sure, they can. Put plus 75 or plus one in front of them and say, does that make it any better? And it's going to make it. Oh, wow. I get the oh, wow. I can prescribe you a lens that will look just like the single vision lens you're wearing that will do that for your eyes. And getting a new presbyope used to progressives at a one ad is far easier than at a 150 ad when they absolutely have to have that near to see. And this lens, literally, the reason I've always said that Verilux X design is the only progressive I've ever worn where 99% of the time I'm not aware I'm wearing a progressive, which is what really sets it apart. But these lenses, when I put these on, I put them on and it was just like, okay, I can't even like find a way to say that I can't, I, I could just see like I did when I was 30. Um, that's the only way to describe it. And I have yet in wearing these for a couple of weeks now to ever run into a situation where I'm a conscious that I'm being limited by a progressive lens. It just gives me back my vision. It, it's quite amazing. So that's cool. That's very cool. Well, I'm like your kid because I, I've got my iPad and my phone. Here and I'm recording on my laptop, so I've I, I'm across between everybody. I got them all, and uh, and I travel with them all and use them all. So yeah, having that would be would be huge. Uh, I'm gonna bug my rep to make sure I can uh, I, I can get them. Speaking of which, and, and when is this gonna be available for for all of us to use with our patients? 
June 27th is what I'm told. At least uh, when I just went through my rehearsal, they had June 27th in big letters there. So uh, you can order the lens on June 27th. And if you're an optician needing an ABO credit, you can go on Leonardo, take the XR course, and you'll get a free ABO course too. So, And that starts on June 27th as well. That'll be June 27th as well. And, and, uh, this is, is already on all the uh, managed care plans, all the formularies that we should be able to hit the ground running. That's where I'm an optician and I honestly don't know, but I suspect, I know they've been working on it. So I suspect that if we're not actually already there, they're exceptionally close. And I suspect that they're probably already there. Yeah. So they do a pretty good job of making sure we can, uh, can hit the ground running when, when we've got, uh, our new products coming out. And as far as, as availability with uh, with the Crizal Sapphire HR and, and the other families of products, that, the treatments that we like to use, good to go? If you could get it with Verilux X series, you'll be able to get it with Verilux XR series because they're made the blank, which is the GX blank that has that nanoptics that gets rid of the swim. Mm-hmm. It's built on the same blank. So it's got compatibility with everything that Verilux X did right from the start. Oh, that's going to make it super easy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So we can start uh, initially with the the uh, XR design, mm-hmm. right? And then um, we'll actually let me back up because we're not getting rid of the X. X is still going to be available. Correct. Correct. Yep. So if, if if I were to put the the X the XR design and the XR track and tier them and you know give me one sentence a little bumper sticker education about what the value is for each. Starting at the X, uh, if I remember, that's really just to, to maximize volume, maximize the the, mm-hmm. the usable part of the, the vision, correct? Yep. And the XR design gives, uh, if you if you remember, we used to have that blue cloud with Verilux X, and then you got the golden sliver, and we make it, you know, three to five times bigger volume. Um, Verilux XR design using that same model increases your volume of vision within arm's reach by another 49%. Wow. Which is probably why That's that 1% of time that I was aware that I was wearing Verilux X design has been gone with this pair. I, I'm looking at my laptop right now and I cannot find an area in the bottom half of the lens where everything is not clear. Wow. It's just... Amazing. <laughs> so challenge accepted. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the comments to come back on this for somebody to say, I, I found it. And, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, I like that challenge. If you're having a tough time finding it, I'm, I'm guaranteed I won't be able to. So that's impressive. And then, uh, and then, so the, uh, the, the X gives us that, that expanded, uh, range of, or, uh, volume of vision that, that we've been enjoying for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The, the XR design gives us, 49% more right. of that, right? And then the XR track increases the near by 25% above what XR design does, primarily because we can determine where you're holding your devices in the first place. So, very cool. Because that's looking at the, um, oh, what was the acronym that you, uh, you used, the, the near vision behavior that we're yep. tracking the new version? NVB. Yep. NVB, three-letter acronym. <laughs> oh, I like it. Well, this is exciting. And, um, and so the education you said is going to be available on, um, on Leonardo starting on June 27th? Starting June 27th. Yep. Very cool. 
And then, um, and I'm sure that our, our account executives and, and uh, the field team is going to be, well, they're all being trained right now, well aware, so they'll yep. be able to, uh, to help us. And then um, we'll be able to start ordering it on, uh, on the 27th as well. Um, what, what else have you, can you share with us that, uh, from your experience and what you're learning and, and your experience wearing them for the last couple of weeks that, uh, that, that really just kind of will help us solidify that this isn't just another, another product. This is something to really get excited about. So like I said, I've not been able to find a fault with the lens. And if it was there, I would try to find it. But I will say that one thing that always sticks in my head is because I know that opticians tend to believe that, oh, the better the progressive is, I don't need to fit it as accurately. That's not true. Because if you think about it, if you were starting Google Maps and you use some address other than your home address to start from, it's going to throw the whole thing off. So the more, actually it's ironic, but the more advanced a progressive lens gets, the more important it is that an optician put that fitting reference point right smack over the center of the pupil because the whole design is based on that being where the design is. And so I can say that it it works perfectly. I fit them myself. So obviously I fit them right to center pupil, but it's, I I get really tired though, when, you know, especially an optometrist, no offense intended, but they're like, I'd like to try the lens. And then they're like, well, I'm not getting the same results you get. And then I look at their fit and well, I always fit mine two millimeters low or whatever. I'm like, no, just fit it to the center of the pupil. As long as you fit it to the center of the pupil, just an N1, N equals one study from me, which I hate those kind of studies, but hundred percent satisfaction here. And I, I wish I could come up with something that I don't like about this design, but it's just ridiculously good. I'm. That's, that's impressive. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The, uh, you know, it's funny on the clinic side, uh, I still will look at it in an eyeball. I still will, will use my BIO to look in the back of the eye. But I rely heavily on the equipment that I bought. I've been uh, my Optos to, to take images and scans that, uh, that I can't see with the naked eye. My OCTs for sure I can't I can't see that with the uh, with the naked eye. You know, additional testings, uh, all sorts of different scanning technologies to help me do a better job. And and I haven't taken offense to that that the <laughs> instrument can do a better job than I can. In fact, I spend hundreds of thousands because I know it can. <laughs> And, uh, but it allows me to give, not only do a better job, but give a better experience, uh, to, to patients and customers that come in because that's what they're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go to, to, to my service techs and, and my service people and my doctors to say, I want you to do it all by hand. And if you can't, you're no good. Right. <laughs> I want the best in whatever form that comes in. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because I think the, the experience of putting the glasses on that I'm going to be getting you know, ha- having my uh, my near vision behavior mapped, um, knowing that the lens is now uh, properly fit but customized to me, that elevates my my interaction and uh, and experience. And I can't imagine it it takes you know an additional thirty sixty seconds longer than you know shining a light and sticking your tongue out with your uh, PD stick. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, I'm I think that's going to be an important that we continue to innovate not just on the clinic side but on the in the optical side and embrace the new the new technology yeah i i don't really tend to trust digital devices like i said anytime i've ever used a digital device i've always rechecked it with my pupillometer and ruler 
Having done that, though, with the first of all, the iRuler 2 seems to be very easy to use. Once once you use it, you know, a dozen times, it's like very second nature. And, you know, I admit I for the first 10 or 12 patients, I went back and rechecked it with all my regular stuff and got pretty much the same result, which is very encouraging And obviously, I can't do the NVB measurement uh, by hand, just like you said, the computer can do things that I can't do. So, right. There you go. So, no, trust and verify, but uh, no, I I, I like that. And I'm thinking as a patient, that's that's a cool experience to have that whole, uh, whole, you know, I'm not just buying a pair of glasses, right? I'm having an experience, which uh, I'm not going to get online, certainly not going to get at a big box store. And uh, it just reinforces the value of why they, they trust uh, they trust us in primary practice. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Well, Pete, I really, really appreciate you taking time to, uh, to, to chat with us, walk us through this. Uh, I'm super excited. Like I said, I'm going to uh, call my rep and see if I can't uh, get her to squeeze one out for me before that June 27th. But if not, I will be the first one that we order out of the office. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. And uh, don't have too much fun down there in uh, New Orleans. Uh, No, I'm getting too old to have fun anymore, so... (laughs) 